Good morning. Welcome to Emily in the Morning. This is the podcast on which I share my morning cup of coffee with a poem by Emily Dickinson, and I share that poem with you. Today's poem begins, My Wheel is in the Dark. My wheel is in the dark, I cannot see a spoke, yet know its dripping feet go round and round. My foot is on the tide, an unfrequented road, yet have all roads a clearing at the end. Some have resigned the loom, some in the busy tomb find quaint employ. Some with new and stately feet pass royal through the gate, flinging the problem back at you and I. So this is an absolutely lovely poem, both in terms of structure, which does some absolutely crazy things, um, but also just in terms of imagery. So I'll talk very briefly and about both, um, and we'll start with the imagery. So the first stanza, my will is in the dark, that's the first image. Um, and so she's talking about not, basically not knowing where you're going because you can't, can't see it. And the way she does this, it's a very complex image. It's hard to explain. Um, but she says that it's, she can't see the wheels that are propelling her forward. She cannot see the spokes of them. And yet she can hear its dripping feet. She can hear from the splashing or dripping water that she is being conveyed somewhere. So the next image is again motion. So her foot is on the tide. She's walking the tidal waters as they go in and out. And again, it's just an image of being disoriented. Also another water image. We've gone from dripping to the entire ocean having a tide. But she can't get solid footing anywhere. And then she calls this an unfrequented road. But then this is a sort of turn here, yet have all roads a clearing at the end. So she moves from these very difficult images, which are not only difficult to read, but also very unpleasant to be in, right? Not knowing where you're going, walking on this tide. And yet she shifts quickly here to an image of hope, the, the clearing at the end of the road. Sort of a light at the end of the tunnel, but much, much nicer. And then we have the next stanza, which only has three lines. It's the one about the loom in the tomb, and then the find quaint employ, which doesn't find its resolution, its rhyme, until the end, with the last line, at you and I, from the next stanza. So, um, again, this image here is that everybody during their life is working, and they're working away at the loom, weaving a tapestry or something, some sort of cloth. It was, it's, again, it's a common sort of religious image, to have this concept that you're going to be weaving a tapestry throughout your life and then at the end you get to wear this garment in heaven or something like that. Um, but it's, an, it's just an interesting that she chose the loom as what we're all doing <laughs> down here. Um, and then she, but this doesn't seem to end, right? It's the busy tomb in which you're finding quaint employ. So again, it's that clearing at the end of the road, right? You've resigned the loom to just find other work, which awaited you in the tomb, something quaint. So then the final stanza, um, which is, again, another image. We've moved from hope almost to glory here, right? There's stately feet passing through the royal gate. And these are the people who have found that quaint employ. And then they fling the problem back, right, at you and I. So now to talk about the um, sort of technical side of this poem. Again, there's 
four lines per stanza, there's regular rhyming, it's going pretty well, it's A8, um, with the first two rhyming, right? We have dark and spoke in the first line, um, then we would have feet and round, but then the round rhymes with end at the end of the next stanza, so they're all tied together. That was not explained well, just look at it, you can count the rhymes. <laughs> um, but the one thing I wanted to really dwell on was the dropping of the line when you've resigned the loom. It's a common thing, um, sort of like Shakespeare does this, right? Whenever, when there's a death, you leave off a line to signify that. Um, but it's interesting that even when she's left off the line there, she still links employee to I at the end of the next. So it's not, that stanza is not left hanging in the middle of the poem. It does have its connection in its proper place. So that is all that we're going to talk about today for this poem, but join me again tomorrow for another wonderful poem by Emily Dickinson. Thank you.